Welcome back to Sister LKST podcast where we talk about all things church related. My name is Allison C. Holt and I am your host. Welcome to 2024 and we are going to begin the year off right. It is going to be a journey so I need you to buckle up. Let's learn some biblical teachings together and let's journey through the Bible. Now, in the month of January, these are some things that we're going to learn. We're going to learn about the creation and the foundation of faith. We're going to learn understanding freedom and redemption. We're going to learn the holiness of God and moral conduct. And we're even going to learn about the Israelites' journey through the wilderness. So these are the things that we're going to learn in the month of January. And let me tell you, if you want to get ahead of the game and you want to read and study with us, there will be a link below in the description linking you to the breakdown of each week of the month of January. And listen, not only the month of January, but you will be able to get the readings or the scriptures, I should say, from January through December. But you have to check the link in the description if you want to be ahead of the game. Now we're going to get right into the podcast for today. And today we are going to start in the book of Genesis. We're going to start at the very beginning and we're going to learn about the creation of the world and the foundations of faith. Listen, in the book of Genesis, it is the book of beginnings. Listen, God created the heavens and the earth. So we want to dig just a little bit deep. We all know, or we all should know, or we're going to learn about the creation of the heavens and the earth. Listen, I don't know if we need to read these scriptures or we're just going to just dive in. But listen, the book of Genesis provides the account of the origins of mankind and the universe. The intrusion of sin into the world and the effects of its curses on the human race. And it also provides us with the beginnings of God's plan to bless the nation through his seed. Listen, we found that the author is the is Moses, <clears throat> the one who led the children of Israel through the wilderness. Moses wanted to write this book, or this book in particular, the book of Genesis. He wanted the people of Israel to know that God is the creator of all things the one who even created israel he created the world and all that's in it meaning everything listen everything that exists in the world is under the rule of god make no mistake what we hear today what we see with our eyes today make no mistake the God, the creator, the maker of the heavens and the earth, he created everything in it. Therefore, everything that exists is under his rule. Now, this means everything and everyone must be in subjection. They must become subject. Even the animals are in subjection unto God. Every human being, every living creature is in subjection to the creator the forces of nature are in subjection every creature even our enemies are in subjection to god listen god is the chief in command it does not matter what the enemy tells you it does not matter what the enemy does to you listen god is chief in command if god allows it then let it be so why because he is the creator he is the maker he has everything in control we can go to the book of job and we can read and we can learn how when the angels of god were in a meeting with god before god in the meeting room if you will satan was lurking 
in the background and God asked him, what are you doing here, Satan? And he was, he just began to say how he was just going to and for the earth, you know, seeking, seeking something to do. You know, the Bible tells us that he is here to kill, to steal and destroy. So he's seeking someone that he can come up against. But listen, he could not do anything without the permission of God. And God said, have you considered my servant Job, have you considered this man, this righteous man over here? And that's how the enemy, that's how Satan uh, got his uh, approval to attack Job. So listen, when you're in a dire street, when you're going through something, when the enemy is attacking you on every side, listen, he had to get permission from God in some form, in some type. Why? Because God is the chief in command. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but listen, here in the book of Genesis, it's the story of creation. And it also reveals the basis of the law, the law of God. God said, let there be no other God before him. Why? Because he is the creator. So therefore, we should put no other God before him, no no pagan God, no statue, no uh, whatever it may be that you uh, uh, consider a God or you treat like a God. God said, put nothing, no other God before him. Nothing before him. That means your children, no other God. Because we can put our, our family, we can put our kids in, into a position where they are treated like a God. But God is a jealous God. Put nothing before him. And the book of Genesis also reveals that God is a redeeming God. He brought um, the customs, uh, the cosmos rather. He brought the cosmos out of chaos. When he turned darkness into light and he made the vision between them. Transforming the curse into a blessing. And moved from what was evil and dark to what was holy. Listen, this is what we are going to find out or we're going to talk about in the book of Genesis. Now, we can go to chapters 1 and chapter 2. Now, traditionally, we understand these verses as referring to the actual beginning of matter. But let's look more closely at the vocabulary the vocabulary and the grammar. See, God, the Bible tells us that God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the word created stresses that what was formed was a, a new condition and of new circumstances. Come on, let's dig a little bit deeper. Now, we can just get the book, get the Bible, and we can read, say, for instance, in... Um, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said let there be light and there was light we can read the Bible just like that but we want to go just a little bit deeper what is it really telling us when God created the heavens and the earth, we need to look at the definitions of the word. We need to go a little bit deeper. When the word said created, it stresses. If you look up created, it's in the Hebrew, it stresses. What was formed was of a new condition and a new circumstance. So listen, that's telling us something. That's telling us that the world's condition, when God renovated it, when God came and created, he came back to create it, if you will. God's created, listen, because we know that God, when God creates something. Come on, let's break it down. When God creates something, it is perfect. God's creation, his created work would not have resulted in such conditions as chaos come on somebody let's dig just a little bit deeper the bible said in verse 2 and the earth was without form 
and it was void. It was in chaos and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So that is telling us the condition of the world when what? When God renovated it. Sometimes we have to think just a little bit deeper than the words that are actually on the page. Ask God to give us the revelation of his word. Because we know that when God creates something, it's not in a condition of chaos. Listen, the actual creation begins in verse 3. So the elements formed that we see formed in verses 2 are corrective. Are corrected in verses 3, beginning with light. See, in verse 3, the word began to say, begin to say that God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Listen, some scholars have seen a gap between the first two verses, allowing for the fall of Satan and the entrance of sin into the world. Listen, which caused the chaos. But see, we all know. And we can read in the book of Luke where Jesus said he saw Satan fall as lightning. We know there was a great falling away in the Bible. And listen, some of us may not know. We're beginners. We're new. We're just learning. But listen, we are to tell you today that there was a great falling away. Satan himself was an angel in heaven. And he got a little beside himself. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But he got a little bit beside himself. And this is very, very um, elementary, I should say. Because I am speaking to the new believers. The new believers in Christ. I'm not speaking to those that have been saved for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I am talking to the beginners, and I'm talking to the beginners on a beginner level. So let me stress that as we begin. This podcast is um, for beginners. This podcast is for new believers in Christ Jesus. Those who are beginning to, or want to begin to know the word, to delve a little bit deeper into the word. And listen, if you're on this journey, you've been on this journey, and you want to go on this journey with us, you can come along. But this word is um, focused on new believers. Listen, some scholars have seen the first and two verses as a, as a gap. There's a gap there because it, it allows for the interest of sin in the world. That's what caused the chaos. And if, if we can read in some other manuscripts we can find out what that chaos um, was all about but we're not going to go there at this point in time but listen according to scholars also it is likely that verse one uh is 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 geared towards a relative beginning rather than an absolute beginning in other words, meaning that this is a beginning of the beginning. A second beginning, if you will. Another beginning. It refers to a relative beginning. There's a causation for this new beginning. Now, in Genesis, we find that in verses 1 and 2, we find that, that God created everything by the Holy Spirit. Yes, that's in verse 2. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the water. So the Holy Spirit was hovering over the earth, over the waters. Yes. And we also find that there's a pattern within the created days. The days of creation. The six days. And what is that pattern? Well, number one is the creative word. God began to say, let there be. In verse 3, he said, let there be what? Light. Let there be light. And there was light. The report of its effect. Number two, the report of its effect. 
the effect of God's word. What happened after God spoke the word, let there be light? Well, the effect was there was light. What God spoke came to pass. Yes, my God from Zion, this is exciting just to break it down. The third pattern we see here in verses 1 and 2, God's evaluation of the word, of the created word. What was the evaluation after God said, let there be light and there was light and God saw the light that it was good. Yes, that God's evaluation of his creative words was that it was good. <laughs> and, and number four, and at times God did name, he did some naming at times. So yes, there is a pattern here. And the, and the fifth uh, pattern that we can see here in the creative word is the numbering of each day. Verse number three, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good and God divided the light from the darkness and God called the light day and he called the darkness night and the evening and the morning were the first day so there's a numbering of days in this creative book and you can go on and read how God began to say let there be or you know let there be from a from Let's go to verse 6. And God said, let there be a firmament. I can't get my words out. In the, in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. God called, he did some naming. God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. That is the numbering. Listen, the first creative way God demonstrated to us was light. He said, let there be light. And God demonstrates his power of the word. Listen, Matthew 12 and 37 tells us, For by, our, by thy words thou shalt be justified, thou shalt be rendered righteous, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned, thou shalt be pronounced guilty. Listen, we are made in the image of God. God is our Father. So if God said, let there be light, and it came forth, listen, just like Matthew 12 and 37 tells us, we are justified by our words or we are condemned by our words so it is very important that we govern what comes out of our mouth listen it's not always easy i can be uh you can use me for an example it is not always easy to govern what comes out of my mouth but listen the bible tells me the words that come out out of my mouth, I'm going to be justified. I'm going to be the righteous or I'm going to be condemned. I'm going to be pronounced guilty by what comes out of my mouth, just as God did in the creation. The first created word was let there be light. And what happened? Light came forth. And listen, we are created in the image of God. And if we are living living righteous before God. And listen, because man is created in God's image, you don't you don't have to be living. Um, now this is my opinion, and I don't have any scripture at this time to back this up. But listen, the sin of man. Well, I can say. It rains on the just as well as the unjust. I can use that scripture. It rains on the just as well as the unjust. The words that flow out of, and what we can call it today, or what man calls it today, they call it affirmations. They say their affirmations. However it could be, money come today. Money come today, or, or whatever the case may be, they say their affirmations and listen. The people of God, and, and, and it happens, 
in so many words. Why? Because the word is right by itself. The word is going to come forth. If you believe in what you say out of your mouth. Listen, the Bible tells us that life and death is in the power of our tongue. So if we speak it out of our mouth. Listen, it's life or death. Just like Matthew said, we're going to be justified or we're going to be condemned by what proceeds out of our mouth. Listen, I'm on a whole nother rant. But listen, but on the last day, God created humans in his image. And we share in his nature, his attributes, his life, his personality, his truth, his wisdom, his love, his holiness, his justice. That's why I say we are our father's children. We are created in his image. Therefore, every whatever we speak out of our mouths, just like God spoke out of his mouth, it shall be so. If we believe, you got to have faith and you got to believe listen we're learning about the creation and the foundations of faith listen and by us being created in god's image it gives us the capacity for a spiritual fellowship with god it gives us the ability to commune with god Listen, we were made from the dust of the earth. I'm getting getting a little bit ahead of myself. But we were made. Man was made. Adam was made. And we're going to go ahead and go on so we can get to that part. Now listen. When God made man on the last day, he made Adam. He made him from the earth, from the dirt. And then he breathed a breath of life into man into adam transforming him into a living being a living soul making him a spiritual being making him you know he has the ability to fellowship with god that's what god did when he breathed the breath of life into man because listen god just got some clay some dirt and he began to form and fashion man adam he formed him in his image and then that 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 lump of clay was nothing until God breathed his breath. That's why when someone dies, you see the breath. You see that soul, or you may hear that soul leave the body. That's the last, you, you hear uh, doctors uh, in, in the medical field say the last breath. That soul, that air, that breath, that soul that God breathed on the inside of that lump of clay, honey. It goes back to God. It goes back to the spirit realm. The spiritual nature that God breathed on the inside. And listen, God gave man dominion over the earth. Being his representative... Yes, God gave man dominion, being his representative. Because God was not going to live here upon the earth, but he gave that dominion to man. But what did man do? Man began to sin. So that took away, the sin of man took away the dominion that God had given him. Yes, it did. Yes, we read it in the we read it in the scriptures. God had gave Adam dominion over the land, dominion over the animals, dominion over everything. But because the sin of Adam and Eve, man no longer has dominion upon this earth. But we all know that Jesus Christ at his return will establish dominion over this earth. Yes, we all know that and we will be glad when that comes to pass. Now on the seventh day, which is the day of rest, God blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it. He made it holy. So therefore it is the day of rest and it represents the completion of God's creative word. My God from Zion. My God from Zion. Let's go on to the garden. What do we learn about the garden of 
Eden. Well, one thing we can take away from the scripture is that it was an arena for man's testing of obedience. Yeah, it was an arena for the testing of man. Is Adam going to be obedient or not? Listen, God gave the, the, the commandment to Adam. He didn't give it to Eve. And as we read and uh, talk and see what the scripture tells us, we're going to read, we're going to get to that. But yeah, God gave the uh, commandment or the mandate to Adam, not to Eve. And we can read that here. In the book of Genesis. Now we're still in chapters 1 and 2. So these are two chapters. All of this good information is coming from two chapters. Chapters 1 and chapters 2 of the book of Genesis. Listen, like I said, the Garden of Eden was a, uh, an arena for man's testing. Listen. There were two trees in the garden, the tree of life, which made physical death impossible, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which I would call an eye-opener, if you will. There were two trees in the garden, and as we read the scripture, we find out that God allowed them to eat from any tree in the garden except for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And you will wonder, well, why did God allow them to eat from the tree of life? Because as we read on, we find that, that God put an angel and put swore, uh, put a sword and put some angels at the opening of the garden so that Adam and Eve could not get back in. Well, why? Because he didn't want them to go and eat from the tree of life. So why did God not forbid them to eat from the tree of life when they were living in the garden. Well, before the sin, before the fall, there was no death. There was no physical death. The only tree that God said do not eat of was the tree of good and evil. You can eat from the tree of life. Why? Because God created, when God created man, there was no physical death. But when sin came in, sin paves the way for death. The Bible tells us the wages, the wages of sin is death. Yes. So when sin crept in, when they begin to eat of the fruit, Sin crept in, therefore death was made possible. My God from Zion. Come on, somebody. We're going to go on to uh, chapter 3. And I may change up because it's almost like a Bible study that we're going to do here in the year 2024. And I may change it up a little bit, but I'm just trying to hit the major points. So we're going to be stuck here reading the actual Bible. That's why I am going to supply to you. The actual readings. So you can read. And when we come to the. Talk about the podcast. Then you know exactly. What I'm talking about. You know exactly what's going on. And if you have some questions. Please. Please put your questions. Um, in the. Down below. Ask your questions. In the comments. Uh, in the comments section. And I will do my best to answer them according to the knowledge that God has given me, according to the word, according to the knowledge that the scholars have. I will answer your questions to the best of my ability in the word of God, the, the knowledge of God that he gives to me personally. So if you have comments, put your comments or uh, questions, put your questions in the in the comment section and like I said there will be a link so you can download the actual readings that we will be talking about um, listen each month four weeks in a month 
eight four weeks we are going to be talking about the word of god we're talking about genesis in the first week second week we're going to talk about exodus third week we're going to talk about leviticus and the fourth week we're going to talk about the book of numbers we are going to talk about the biblical teachings uh, the centered around the biblical teachings of the bible i should say certain teachings of the bible we're not going to read the whole book of genesis or uh, the whole book of exodus or numbers or uh, leviticus but we're going to touch on certain areas that you as a new believer is it is imperative that you know the word of god now chapter three let's get into chapter three now this is the fall of man where sin enters in now we can just start off reading chapter three now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the lord god had made and he said unto the woman which is eve yea had god said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden so what happened here this you know first of all let's go like the serpent was more subtle more crafty than all than any uh animal or any beast that god had made and here we know that satan came to eve in the form of a snake and he spoke to her he spoke to her listen this is a perfect example of how the devil the devil is subtle and deceptive first of all his first job is to deceive us his first job is to plant a seed in us and he stands back and look for it to germinate this is a, an example that we must consider listen what the bible says and he said unto the woman yeah had god said and he's asking her a question listen had god said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden and the woman said unto the serpent we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god has said ye shall not eat of neither shall ye touch lest ye die and the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Listen, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired come on listen to this grammar listen to this vocabulary to make one wise she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and listen and she also gave it also unto her husband with her and what and he did eat listen the devil is slick he is sly this is a perfect example of the subtlety and the deceptiveness of the devil and all he did was ask her a question Come on, somebody. We got to learn the ways of the devil. You, new believer, listen. The devil is going to come to you. Are you really saved? Come on. These are some questions that you may hear or you may hear in your thinking, in your mind. You're going to say, I don't feel like I'm saved. I don't feel like God is with me. I don't feel like God is talking to me. Does God hear me? Does God see me? Come on, somebody. That's the devil. If you've given your life to God, you turn it. Listen, the Bible says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus 
And if we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. It's confession and believing. You got to believe it within your heart. So can no devil, no subtle devil, no seed planting devil can come to your ears or come to you and say, are you really saved? I don't think you're saved. Whatever the case may be. Come on now. That's, that's the work of the enemy. Telling you that God does not see you. But listen, God sees you. God hears you. Why? Because you believe in your heart. And you've confessed with your mouth. And you've turned from your wicked ways. You start going in the right direction. You got off that broad road that leads to destruction. And you have begun to walk on the narrow road that many will not walk on. So God sees you. God loves you. You are in the plan and in his will. You belong to him. This is what the devil does. All he did was he posed a question to Eve. And that got her to thinking. Let's go back to verse 5. Chapter 3 verse 5. For God does not know. That in the day you eat thereof, Then your eyes shall be opened. Is what Satan is telling her. And ye shall be as gods. Doesn't that sound familiar today? Many want power. Many want to be. Um, um, they want to be held up on a pedestal. They want notoriety. And the devil is right there saying. You will be as God, a god. You will be a god. I will put you on a pedestal if you serve me. I will give you all the riches of the land if you sell your soul to me. It does not that sound familiar in 2024, the time that we're living in. It is the exact same devil that tricked Eve. That exact same devil is talking in the ears of the people today. The, the same devil, the same enemy that came to Eve and said, uh, you will be as God. You are no good and evil. Verse 6, and when the woman, when Eve saw, she saw with her eyes. She looked at the tree and it looked desirable to her. She looked at the tree and, and she began to wonder, oh, if I just eat of this tree, it will bring me pleasure. It looks desirable. Come on, let's eat it. And when the woman saw the tree was good for food, mm -hmm, I can eat the food of that tree. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. It looked really good. It looked delicious. And a tree to be desired. To make one wise. I am going to be wise like God. I am going to know the spiritual realm. I am going to know. I'm, going, I'm not coming in at the door. I'm going to go through the window. I'm going to come through the back door. Come on. I'm not coming through the front door. I want to be wise. I want to know. I want to be a God. Lowercase G-O-D. Let me make that clear. Lowercase G-O-D. So, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and she did eat it. And all the devil had to do was plant a seed. All he had to do was ask her a question. Did God really say that? Did God really say that you... Come on somebody, that you would die? 
Did he really say that? No, he didn't say that. He said he didn't he don't want you to eat of that tree. Why? Because you're gonna be like a god. You're gonna you're gonna be wise. You're gonna know things. You're gonna know good and evil. You're gonna learn. Yes, this is what the devil is telling her. And it was so simple for Satan to tell her these things and for her to bite, for her to eat the fruit thereof. And not only did she eat the fruit, but she also gave it to her husband. And who is her husband? Adam. And what did he do? And God gave him the mandate. God gave him the commandment. God gave it to him. God told him not to eat thereof. But then he ate thereof. This is a perfect example. Now this leads us to know for sure here in the book of Genesis that we cannot blame sin. Why? Because Adam and Eve didn't know sin. Or we cannot uh, blame our environment. They lived in a, um, a nice, the Garden of Eden. Come on. Or we cannot blame heredity. We can't blame genetics. Listen, a simple suggestion by the devil opened the door of sin to mankind. It was a simple suggestion. Subtle. Very subtle. Oh God, did God say that for real? For real? Did God say that? No. He's God is lying. You're gonna be just like him. Go ahead. Eat the food. See what I tell you. Go ahead. Smoke the joint. See what I tell you. Go ahead. Take the drugs. See what I tell you. Go ahead. Sleep with that man who has a wife. See what I tell you. Go ahead. Sleep with that woman who has a husband. See what I tell you. Go ahead and do your dirty deed. Nothing's going to happen to you. Go ahead. Work your wicked works. Go ahead. Work your spells. Do your rituals. Go ahead. Put other gods before the creator, the maker and the creator of the heavens and the earth. Go ahead. He's not going to do anything. He's afraid that you're going to know the knowledge that he knows. Do it. Go ahead. Just a suggestion. That's all. He's he's a deceiver. His first job is to deceive and sit back and see what we do with it. He plants a seed in our hearts, in our minds, and he sits back to see what we are going to do with that seed. Are we going to allow it to germinate? Are we going to reject that seed? Are we going to cancel it out? Or are we going to adhere to it? Are we going to take it into our spirit? Are we going to take it into our hearts and our minds? Are we going to dwell on it daily? What are we going to do with the seed that the enemy plants on the inside of us? Go ahead and do it. You have a platform. Nothing's going to happen to you. Do whatever you like. You can perform all kind of wickedness. And nothing's going to happen to you. Just do it. The enemy plants a seed of deception. And that's what he did here with Eve. Eve fell for it. And not only her, but Adam as well. My God from Zion. Just a simple Suggestion opened the door of sin here 
in the book of Genesis, the door of sin to mankind. Listen, the word of God, it brings life and it brings order. These are the things that we've learned here. The word brings life and it brings order because remember, the world was void. It was in chaos. And his word brought forth light. Let there be light. It brought forth light. And he created the firmament. He created the, he divided the waters. He created the creatures, the animals. Uh, he created man. He brought life. The word of God brings life to your soul, to your body, to any and everything. Creation itself. He breathed his breath. Not only in man, but in creation itself, his word brings forth life and it brings forth order. That's what we found out here. We read the scriptures, look at the vocabulary, look at the grammar. But what did we find out about the enemy, the serpent? The devil came and it brought forth chaos and it brought forth death. When Adam and Eve ate of the fruit and sin came in, then death came. Listen, prior to the sin, the fall of man, there was no death. That's why it was uh, um, not an issue for them to eat off the tree of life. That makes it impossible for death. There was no issue there until sin came in. Sin brings forth death. And that's what the enemy, the serpent, Satan, his word does. It brings forth chaos and it brings forth death. Now let's look at the nakedness. Listen, Adam and Eve, they were oblivious of sin. They were oblivious of evil. And Satan used that innocence against them. So we may be uh, oblivious of what's going on in the world. Or, uh, or what goes on in certain situations. We may be oblivious of what goes on in certain, uh, um, let's see, certain organizations or certain um, societies, secret societies. Is what I'm trying to get at. We may be oblivious to what is really going on. Higher up in the ranks. We may be oblivious of what's going on. We may be oblivious of what is required to get to certain ranks. Or to do certain things. Oblivious to these things. <coughs> yes. Adam and Eve, they didn't know they were naked. They didn't know any evil. But Satan used that against them. He used what they did not know against them. So the devil uses what we do not know against us. Listen, <coughs> excuse me. I can use my own testimony as a prime example. There's many things in God. I've been on this journey for a long time. But, but there are many, <coughs> excuse me, many things that I did not know. Excuse me, that's a attack of the devil. You don't want me to say the things that I'm saying. <coughs> but we're going to forge. Excuse me. I had to get myself to, together. That was an attack of the devil. I can, you can tell when the enemy is mad. Because certain things come to come afoot, certain things happen when you know you didn't hit the nail on the head. That the devil is upset with what you say, what you say, or what you're doing. However, yes, Satan uses our ignorance against us, our innocence. Things we don't know. The devil comes in and he uses those things against us. But listen. The word of God tells us to study. To show ourselves approved. Right before, approved before God. 
rightly dividing the word that we won't be ashamed. Come on. We have to study the word of God and we have to know the word for ourselves. So we can rightly divide the word. We can understand what God is telling. It's all in the book. We can understand the works of the devil. The things that he uh, attempts to do towards us. How we, we have to know that the Bible tells us if we resist him that he will flee yes if you resist the things that the devil are telling you then he got to go granted he's going to come back but listen he is going to leave you alone for an appointed time but listen if eve had resisted what satan has said to her if she had said no god said not to eat from this tree can you imagine the life that we will have right now a life of never uh, uh, no death no work just on this earth living large if you will just living a life just enjoying life if eve had resisted the devil can you just imagine but yes, the devil used their innocence against them. So I want to tell you that the devil will use your innocence against you. Take it not lightly. We have to learn the ways of the enemy. And this is one instance that is a prime example of how the devil works. Now, listen, temptation comes in disguise. It comes unexpectedly when we're not even expecting it. When we're just going along our dad and, and a, a certain uh, uh, whisper, if you will, come to our mind or a certain thought come to our mind. Listen, especially uh, if it's not in the will of God or if it's not just, you know that it's strictly from the devil. And a lot of times we don't listen to what's being said. A lot of times we don't think about what is being uh, downloaded in us if you will because a lot of times God the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and saying okay you go around that corner there's a snake that's going to bite you if you will in, in a sense in a spiritual sense if you go around that corner or if you do this or if you do that the devil is going to get you in so many words and the Holy Spirit is there telling us uh, speaking to us, letting, giving us the information, downloading, if you will, what we need to know. Or he tells us, don't go down that road, go this road. Don't go down State Road 200, go down State Road 40 today. And a lot of times we're not listening to what God is saying. So what we do, we go down State Road 200 and we end up in a car accident. These are just an, this is just an example because we did not listen to what the Holy Spirit told us. He told us not to go down State Road 200, but we were, we were not paying attention to the Holy Spirit. It works both ways. The devil is saying, okay, go down State Road 200. Don't go down 40. <laughs> we can. I can just picture in my mind. You probably seen it on TV. You probably seen it on social media. Some kind of meme of something, something of that, <coughs> of that sort, where angel is on one shoulder, a miniature angel is on one shoulder, a miniature uh, devil with a pitchfork is on another shoulder. In, in one ear, the devil saying one thing. In one ear, the angel is telling you something. Listen, stuff like this is not, uh, is not wrong. It's right. It may be in a cartoonish form or it may be in a, a mean type form, but listen, in the spiritual realm, it's right. The enemy over here got a bullhorn in one ear, but the spirit of God is in another ear saying, don't do it. Go this way. Say these words. Act this way. Give this. Do this. 
don't do that and the devil is over here said oh did god say not to eat off the tree really he said that you gotta be kidding me because he knows if you eat off that tree you're gonna be like a god lowercase g-o-d so he's tempting he's deceiving he's very subtle just a little just can barely hear it you know you need to dial a number knowing that man got a wife go ahead call him you got the number in your phone why don't you call a man Come on, somebody. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Yes, that is what the, that's how the enemy works. I am taking a snatch in every cover. Girl, go, that man at your door. Open the door. Let him in. Call somebody. <coughs> that's the devil. And these are just examples off the top of my head. <laughs> but I know somebody can relate. Listen, temptation comes in disguise. It, it's unexpected. Listen, Satan lied. He lied to Eve. John, St. John 8 and 44 tells us that Satan is the father of life. The Bible tells us that Satan created lies. Come on. Satan created lies. He is the father of lies. So listen, no one can sin and get away with it. We found that out here in the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. In the beginning of the Bible, God come out the gates letting you know that you are not going to get away with sin. Right here with Adam and Eve. He kicked them out of the garden. Set up angels and a sword. <clears throat> Letting them know you won't get back up in here. <laughs> if I could be a bit ghetto. You are locked out. Locked out of the garden. Why? Because you disobeyed. My words, listen, I told you in the beginning that the Garden of Eden was an arena to see if Adam was going to be obedient to what God told him not to do. And he was not. So in comes death. In comes death. My God from Zion, what we have learned in three chapters the first three chapters of the bible satan cast doubt over god's character that's what he did suggesting that god was jealous holding them back from their destiny how in the world the maker and the creator of the heavens and the earth the maker and the creator of you yourself would be jealous over you and hold you back from your dust. He made you. Come on. Some things are so outlandish. So far out. You're wondering how in the world. Can we. Man. Made in God's image. Believe. The lies of the devil. And it happens on a daily basis. And especially in this world today and the Bible speaks of it the things that are good is called bad and the things that are bad are called good how in the world can you look at a situation that is so messed up for an individual and you call that good Or you cast doubt. 
Satan cast doubt over God's character, suggesting that God was jealous and was holding them back from their destiny. Listen, Satan held before Eve the promise of divinity. You were going to be a God, knowing good and evil. The effects of sin are punishment. Listen, they got punished. However, they also had provision. Yep. The effects of sin. They are, it is punishment and it is provision. And 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 why do you say that, Sister Alicat? Well, Adam and Eve now they had life, and now they have death. They have provision, life, and they have punishment, which now death entered the scene. They had pleasure. Living a glorious life, now they can add pain. There's pain in birth. He was going to be in pain in childbirth. They had abundance, abundance, plenty to eat. Now they have a measure which exists by toil. Now Adam had the work by the sweat of his brow. Get out there and toil to grow food. Got to till the land. Rocks, thorns, and thistles. He had to deal with. <clears throat> had perfect fellowship with God. Spiritual fellowship. A closeness. But what they have now. Now they have alienation. They're alienated from God. And they have conflict. My God from Zion. Talk with God. Everyday God. Walking through the, the corners of the garden. Adam, where are you? Adam, where are thou? I'm looking for you, Adam. God himself walking through the garden looking for Adam. Perfect fellowship. But now we get kicked out of the garden. God, basically, I say, I use my own words. God, just get out of my sight. I don't even want to see you right now. I'm a little bit upset with you. Just go. Yeah. Sin, the effects of sin are punishment and provision. Now, what have we found out in chapter 3? We found out the death, toil, sweat, thorns, the tree, and the struggle, and the seed. All of these things were later traced in Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the second Adam. Yeah, he, he died upon the he died upon the tree, the cross. He tore, he sweated, he had a crown of thorns placed on his head, he struggled. All of these things. You can see later trace in Jesus Christ. My God, I think we're learning something here. We are learning something here. My God, we learned something out of the three, first three chapters of Genesis. Chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. These are the things that we are going to be learning here in the year of 2024. I may change the format. But and I may get a little deeper, I may give more scripture. We're just gonna learn as we go on this journey through 2024. See, we are going on a journey, and the journey begins in the book of Exodus. Listen, if you want to read up on the upcoming scriptures, uh, Genesis 4, 6, and 9. Even if you want to get ready for next week, Exodus. <coughs> Starting with, uh, we're going to go through chapters 3, 7, 12, 14, 20, and 34. I love the book of Exodus. If you want to get your reading under your belt, please check out the link in the description and download your uh, monthly reading of the scriptures so you can be prepared for what we're going to talk about 
and that you can be prepared with your questions something that i may not touch on you may have a question and listen this is these teachings are made for new believers i will give in the future ones i may give more scriptures out however i just want to kind of focus on what the scriptures that we're talking about at the time so therefore if you are interested in more podcasts like this please like follow comment share do all of the things that are necessary to get this podcast out and about around the world and also follow this ministry on all social media platforms search for light and darkness lit search for allison c holt there are gonna be a lot of things going on here in 2024 yes i know <coughs> excuse me i was a little bit slight 2023 you know i i took my mind back and i i know i'm just talking about now but i took my mind back to the beginning of 2023 and i began to say that 2023 was going to be a year of warfare we were supposed to talk about warfare listen honey we didn't even get to talk about none of that why because sister anna cats t was in warfare herself but we got a new strategy we got a new plan for 2024 we may go back and talk about warfare but at this at this time we have a schedule that we got to keep and if i don't do a podcast every day i plan to do it twice a week but the schedule calls for a podcast every day so we'll see what happens to god be the glory i love you guys and i will talk to you soon have a good night